Such a feeling's coming over me There is wonder in most everything I see Not a cloud in the sky Got the sun in my eyes And I won't be surprised if Hello, it's Hello, podcast audience. We are so glad to be here with you on episode five of the Feel Podcast. I am so excited and honored today to be here with my longtime friend, Joy Drake. Um, Joy and I have known each other, gosh, let's see. Our oldest kids are approaching 27. So, um, and we probably met about a year and a half or two after they were born. So I would, let's say 25 years that Joy and I have known each other. Our husbands work together in um, college athletic administration. And so we first met the first go round when we, both our husbands were working at Washington State University. We um, both ended up within a few months of each other with no connection, moved to University of Nevada in Reno, Nevada. Um, and then that's where we really got to know each other. We kind of, we went into Reno knowing no one with kids Two, each had two kids at the time, similar age. I was pregnant with our third daughter, Courtney. And Joy was literally the first person outside of Brady to see Courtney when she was born. Um, and um, and we just stayed in contact. Then we all moved back to Washington State University um, later on. And, and our kids are very, like I said, two, our first two kids are very similar ages. And we've watched them grow up. And we've just navigated a lot of life's journeys together and stayed in contact over the years as we've each continued to move to different spaces. Um, Joy works in the banking industry. She has been our mortgage lender for many of our homes, as well as other people we know. Um, And I'm just really excited to have this conversation with Joy today. Joy is a person who um, I'm going to go ahead and introduce you to her by her character traits and these I love when people do this because it you know also it gives a sense of how well they know each other but I'm also every time I do this I'm like oh my gosh yes that is that person in a nutshell which I always love um joy is calm joy is genuine joy is competitive she was a college swimmer and she was a great softball player and she continues and she's carried that competition and helped it work for her her whole life so yes very hopeful and stubborn. And we kind of laughed about this one, but I would say stubborn to the point where it really motivates her to be who she is and to do the great things she does. So that is Joy. If you want more information on Joy in terms of what she does, because she does a lot of amazing things, and we'll get into that as we talk. I think that will organically come out in our conversation today. Um, Please see the show notes. Um, the blog on our um, website, embracinglayers.com, as well as the sources page, and then follow us on Instagram at Embracing Layers. So, Joy, thanks for being with me today. Well, thanks for having me, Melissa. This is awesome. I'm so excited. Um, congratulations on this new endeavor. I'm just so proud of you. This is you're just doing great things. This is going to be really fun. Thank I'm you. I'm excited. Well, I'm glad and. Um, I'm excited too. And you're doing some great things too. And we're going to talk about that today. Um, Joy has launched um, a women's athletic clothing line called Feel the Joy. And Joy has her own experience with this because Joy in all of her competitiveness and 
beaten up her body at times. This woman's had more surgeries than anyone I know in the world. I can combine all my other friends and Joy still beats them by herself. And through that journey, she has realized that there is just the way clothing, the women's athletic clothing is set up is not necessarily friendly when you've got those bad shoulders and issues. If any of you all out there have ever tried to take off a sweaty sports bra, you know that if you have a good shoulder, you feel like you might be dislocating your shoulder. And Joy's created this wonderful product that, again, see the show notes. You can learn all about it. It's a zip-up sports bra, and it, it, but it's more, it's a, it can be a tank top. It's, it's awesome. I have one myself. I can vouch for it. But that really came out of Joy's just awareness of no one's doing anything like this for women. I'm going to do something for women that they need as a woman. And that's just an example of what Joy does. She sees a situation. She's like, all right, we're going to find a solution for this. And she doesn't let anything stop her from doing that. There's there's a way to do this and we're going to do this. And that's such a great example of what Feel the Joy is. So check that out in the blog notes. But So you're doing great things too, my friend, but you always have. And let's go ahead and start with this first talking point we're going to go over today. Um, how to prioritize self-care in your life and what it looks like for you. And I think um, this one's an interesting one because Joy has never worried about what anyone else around her thinks. Joy has never been afraid to navigate her own trail. She's never worried about the popularity contest or she's never stretched herself into being something for somebody else that wasn't authentically, genuinely her. And I love that about her. And I think that has a lot to do with just her confidence and who she is. And like I said, self-care can come in a lot of different forms, but the way I see it show up in joy is just her not trying to be someone else she's not. And she automatically loving herself and thinking of herself, like, I don't need to do that. I don't need to expend my energy that way. So why don't you talk about that? Yeah, well, you know, we have enough just within ourselves, right? Yeah. <laughs> to keep track of and take care of. So taking on, you know, worrying about others in that way, how exhausting, um, you know, when I can put all the energy and efforts into, you know, other things that, you know, can make a difference. So yeah, you're right. I just don't get caught up in that. Um, you know, the self-care it's, it's all in my, you know, activity. I, I just try to, you know, stay healthy. I love to still swim, um, you know, work out as best that I can, even with, you know, limitations and kind of changing workouts just to kind of, you know, my needs, but, um, activity is huge. And, um, but I think the biggest thing, um, is, uh, I love being around people. I, I get inspired by others. So, um, you know, being volunteering is just where it's at for me. I, I just get all my fuel. Um, and it worked too. Um, the people I work with, I mean, just all of that, um, self-care, I just surround myself with amazing people and I just try to concentrate on, you know, on those things and not getting caught up in, in the things that really I can't control, um, or, you know, that are just going to take so much of my energy and, and really not go anywhere. So. No, absolutely. And you've always worked in environments that inspired you. You've never been one that's had a job where you're like, no, I'm just doing this to do it. You love what you do. 
I do. And, and Melissa, I know you mentioned mortgage, which I was for over 26 years. Right. Um, and what, what's cool is, um, you know, I, that's kind of ventured out into something different now. And I really get to make a difference for people because I've been an SBA loan officer now, a small business administrative mm-hmm. uh, loan officer for over two years now. Um, and gosh, talk about making a difference. You're right. Yeah. You're doing startups, you're helping business acquisition. I mean, the, the things that I get to do on the work site and just to really dig into the, the phenomenal things you see people in their dreams. I mean, it's just so cool. It is really, really neat. And it just, it builds me every day. So um, yeah, I I love it. And then my new adventure, the same thing, just there was a need. Uh, I actually reached out to a partner of mine that I knew that might be able to, I couldn't find anything, you know, to help me. And I went to her and said, can you make me something? And, uh, and so that was cool. Cause then she started to work on it. She's like, joy, you know, you can't be the only one that might have these challenges. <laughs> I'm you know, like, really? It's not just about me. <laughs> <laughs> it was really funny how we kind of that light kind of just went off. Like, you know what? I mean, there's got to be other women that have these challenges. They're, you know, they're, they're out there. We've got to do something. And I was just like, oh my gosh, I am so on board. Let's go. So it's been a journey and it's been amazing. The stories we're hearing every day. So yeah, fills my cup. For sure. Yeah, feels your pep. And that's that's such a key in the fact that being actively engaged in work that feels your pep, that way you're not giving from an empty space. The reason you have the energy and the passion for what you do is because what you do fills your cup. It's naturally built into, and you've never been willing to settle for anything different than that. And I think that you are ahead of the game compared to a lot of women, how do you, what, what do you attribute that to? Because you've always been that way. And I, like I said, since I've known you when we were in our late twenties. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know. I, I just, I really watch people. (laughs) I love to, I mean, I love the great story, right? I just really, um, get, I, I just love to watch people and I love to see what they do. I, I think probably, I mean, I tell my kids, one of the biggest things my children will say, and I've told them this since they were little, um, because it has probably been the number one thing in my life that um, I really didn't realize until later. But early on, I mean, you just pay attention to people that come across your path. There is a reason why they do, and mm-hmm. they will come back around over and over again. And I can't tell you, I mean, it gives me goosebumps when I say that because there's some people in my life now that that's how it happened. And, you know, if I, I mean, just when I first saw them, um, they were probably at a level that I really didn't think that I would probably be even talking to them um, mm-hmm. or, and, and, but somehow, I mean, I, I just had that connection immediately. Like, like, wow, I, I want to know more about this person and that she's inspiring me or, you know, whatever little thing went on in my head, um, that came to be, um, in a huge way in my life. And, and it has now come around a little bit in my daughter's life. And Mm -hmm. so that, that's just a huge thing. And I, I live that every day. I'm like, there's a reason why this person's over here talking to me right now, or, you know, um, yeah, that's just been huge. And I think it's just really important. You get, others are going to inspire you in ways you have no idea. (laughs) And just be open to that. And yeah, absolutely. That. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Oh, um, confidently setting boundaries. I think that you are kind of a boundaries person without even knowing you're a boundaries person. You remind me of my youngest court. 
lot in that way. I think you and Court are a lot alike. In fact, we used to joke, she's nodding her head and we're smiling because we used to joke when we were little that, that Courtney was also Joy's child. <laughs> My court court. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. But so talk about, you just, you like, all right, no, this is how it's going to be. And this, talk about the boundaries piece and if that's how that's played out for you and, and, and why you've always been able to kind of know that. Um, I don't know. Is there boundaries? <laughs> Well, you've never let it stop you. So in some way, you'll blow through other people's boundaries that they've set for you. They're like, no, that's not for me. I can do this. But also, I think those healthy boundaries, and we talked about a little bit this earlier, where you don't allow things to interfere with your space that aren't good for you. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Gosh, um, I don't know. Um, uh, yeah, I just, you just can't be afraid. I mean, you just have to be fearless. Um, and again, you know, just going back to kind of some of our family mottos, um, you know, when we, we've told our children and both of Bill and I, I mean, we're like, you know, if you're going to go for something, you go for it 100% and over, (laughs) I mean, you know, and, and we're huge on, you know, as long as you know, you did your best and you did it a hundred percent and you went full out, you know, let the chips fall where they may. Right. I mean, it's not always going to be perfect. It's not always going to turn out to be, you know, what you think it's going to be. Um, but man, if you're into it and if that's what you want to go for, man, you go for it. 100%. There is no boundary. So, um, you know, and, and we've, we've lived by that in our family. I mean, that's just kind of how we are. And, and as you can see, kind of through my life with 19 surgeries, (laughs) (laughs) you know, I just, well, there's the number. <laughs> Think about it. Do you know anyone else? I had to enjoy. She could be bionic by now. <laughs> We're close. We're really close. <laughs> I don't know. You know, I just, the competitiveness of me, I mean, it could be, it's kind of to a fault, I guess, in some, right? But, you know, I wouldn't take back any of it. Not yeah. one thing. And I know I've been through a ton, but um, I wouldn't take back one surgery or one bit. So it's just built my character. It's everything about me. It is me. Right. Yeah. Um, and I've accepted that. And um, yeah, it's <laughs> you well, can't change who you are. <laughs> no, and I accept that because you again, you know, because from the boundary space, you both don't allow, you don't allow others to set them for you. You set your own, you decide what it is you can and can't do. And you've always had the ability to do that. But also we, we'll talk about later. And I think we really touch on it now is you, we talk about embracing the layered aspects of ourselves on this podcast. And that means all the pieces. And you just exactly said that. It's like, I, not that you want to do it again, but you wouldn't take any of it away. You are able to see all that you learned from all of those and you wouldn't change it because it's made you who you are today, which is what embracing the layered aspects of ourselves is all about. And I, I love that you, you have that attitude. Like I said, you, you kind of espouse all the things we talk about because you kind of a woman, be, you've been able to do that. You haven't allowed um, gender norms or cultural norms or anything to define you. You've always had a very a good understanding of that. And it's, it's led you to the peaceful, I mean, fulfilling path that you're on, I would say. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I fully wholeheartedly accept every layer of my life. 
yeah. Yeah, of myself. <laughs> um, you know, every scar, every tear. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's it's who I am. Um, and uh, you know, it's it's not perfect, but uh, there's no such thing. And yeah, I mean, I just have to accept, you know, what I am, and thankful that I have an amazing husband and family that accepted as well, because we've been through a lot together, right? I don't just go through it myself. Um, you go through it with your family and, um, and that can take its toll too. But, um, you know, when they're all on the same page and, you know, an incredible family, I'm, I'm very blessed for sure. Very lucky. Yeah. And that's really important too, though, is you talk about that, that support system that, and having those people around you that love you for who you are. And, and you have done a good job of understanding that and embracing that, but you also, you don't allow people that don't have that feel that way toward don't allow them to take your energy right no no yeah yeah, that's just you know um you know what comes to mind with that and you know I don't know some some might not like what I'm saying here I don't know but um you know when I when I talk with my daughter I mean she's I love my daughter to death right I mean we all do um you know our children and she's amazing and um but one of the biggest things I see that some of my friends do, um, you know, that they get involved so much in their lives, you know, like, oh, my daughter's my best friend type of thing. And I'm like, um, no, (laughs) (laughs) how, I mean, how exhausting is that to take on that, you know, expectation and that layer? Oh my gosh, are you kidding me? I mean, I love my daughter and I will be here and I will guide her, but you know, I'm, I'm definitely not her best friend, nor would she want me to be her best friend. It's just like these women need to, I mean, I, and I'll tell them, I'm like, you need to relieve yourself of that. I mean, they're, they're adults, they're grown or whatever point they're at. Um, it's wonderful to, to have that relationship, but to be at that, you know, to be at that level of that, I mean, that, that's something you can, you know, release a little bit, get that off, get that off your shoulders. That's just, you know, too much. Yeah. So, and I see that quite a bit and I tell them, I'm like, let that go. Yeah. (laughs) You're their, you're their mother. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. And understand and not putting that pressure on yourselves or the daughter. Yeah. That's what I, yeah, absolutely. That's, you know, like, and that's a classic example of a healthy boundary. I'm like, okay, this is what we are. This is not what we're supposed to be. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Cause I think that's, wow. Yeah. Same. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see what people think of it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what oh, I- <laughs> talking about things that we need to talk about. That we to tiptoe around. I think this yeah. is a- well, I think it's huge. I've seen it a lot lately, and it's just it, it's just something like, no, you know, that's that's not what they need. You know what? Your best friends are not going to tell you what you really need to know necessarily, yeah. right? Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> Your mom will. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. Well, yeah, and just that's I what think we're for. <laughs> but I think sometimes too, and tell me if you agree with me on this, I think sometimes it's, it gets to that point where when we don't know ourselves as well, when we aren't comfortable with that new season or that new space, because we have our own kind of inner fears of what's coming next, then sometimes we cling to those relationships in a way that's unhealthy as we're trying to redefine this new season we're in. No, absolutely. Absolutely agree. Yeah. All right. Okay. So taking care of our emotional health as much as our physical health. Talk to me about that and what that looks like for you. Oh, that's, that's a tough one for me because yeah. I don't really, I don't really go. 
I know. Boom, 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 boom. I don't go to that emotional, you know, side often. I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of known. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm kind of known as the, you know, stoic one a little bit, you know, I just, um, I, I definitely absorb, you know, things or whatever, but I just, I feel like, like I really can, can filter out, um, you know, what is, is, you know, worth taking my time or, you know, taking that on. Um, and that's probably a lot of my calmness, even keel, because, um, you know, when things happen, I absorb it first. I mean, I do not have that reaction of, ah, you know, or, or whatever, or, um, I did. And, and that's a lot of just what I've been through too. Right. When you take pain or what, I mean, I'll be like, Oh, that, that burned. Um, and, you know, and I, but I don't react to it. I don't feel it. I mean, so it's, um, it's kind of really weird for me in that way. Um, but, uh, so I, 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 I think it's important that you just absorb it first. I mean, everybody's different, right? But don't, I mean, absorb it, process it a little bit before you react to it and yeah. in, 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 in your words, you know, and all of that first. So I think that's probably one of the biggest things that's important or that I do um, yeah. be, because that initial reaction can set off you know, everything right in the negative or the positive or whoever that, cause that's what the first thing everybody's going to see or hear. Um, so, um, yeah, I, I focus on that or that's just my personality. Um, so, um, no, I love, it. I yeah. think it's that healthy, like, okay, let's that ability to step back and be like, okay, what are we going to do with this? And then that helps it to not, well, cause when we have those super emotional, cause I'm the more emotional one for sure. When we have those, and I've really had to work on that super emotional guy. You just, you brought up a great example. You don't know what that's going to ignite in this situation. Um, that it could be avoided if we can just take a step, take a breath, process it, come up with a good way to react. And then that really eliminates too the kind of physical reactions we have in our body. If we can step back and process it. Oh, absolutely. And and of course we're seeing that right in social media and in the world, I mean, everywhere that people just don't take that little extra second to think things through or, you know, to, to, to react to something it's, it's so instant, you know? Um, and I think that could just change so much if people just take that breath, um, and absorb, what's coming in before they, you know, send something out. Yeah, for sure. absolutely. So. Absolutely. Um, how can we support ourselves and other women in living unapologetically? Mm, and you live a- apologetically already. It's <laughs> your nature. You haven't recognized that about joy by now. <laughs> yes. So are we kind of talking about, you know, why we do the things we do or yeah, no, and, we, but, yeah, and just like this is who I am I'm not apologizing for it I don't need to over explain it and how we can you know and because women are notorious about saying sorry for things that aren't their responsibility for feeling like they have to explain why they're doing something if it's not what the culture around them or their family or their church or their parents or whatever it is expect of them they've got to explain it so they don't feel guilty. You don't, you don't live in that world. You never have. Um, So how, so you do that. And how do you, uh, how do you support other women in doing that? And you talked about this a little bit earlier when we were talking about how moms with daughters and best friends and how you're like, now, wait a minute, (laughs) this is not how we (laughs) want to do it. So in terms of that, when you see someone who's not living in that space where they feel like they have to explain everything, or they feel like, 
they have to, they're having some guilt around doing something that they're really passionate about. What do you do to encourage them to like, you know, this is, I live unapologetically. I want you to come along with me. Yeah. You know, it's okay to be just okay in, in certain things. And it's okay to say no. Um, and I say no a lot and that's, it's hard, but you know, if I can't do something, like I said, a hundred percent, um, and, and do it well and, and make the difference that I want to make or the impact or, you know, be involved, um, I'm not going to do it. And, and it's hard, like I said, you, cause you get asked to do so many things, but I also know my limits. Um, yeah. and I'd rather do these things, over a hundred percent, you know, and, and do that then to, to, to just volunteer or say, I can do this and, and just be a part of the team, but not, not doing my best. That that's just not a good feeling. Right. Yeah. And you're, and then, and then you punish yourself for it. Um, oh yeah. gosh, I, sh- I knew I shouldn't have done this or, or whatever. So, you know, before jumping in, I, I mean, it's just, it, it, it's okay to say no. Um, yeah. and, and it's hard. I mean, same, same with Bill. He he's, you know, asked to do so many things and he wants yeah. to help and we all do, right. We all want to have that impact and, and make a difference, but and there's so much out there, you know, that, that needs attention and, you know, that, that so many of us would love to do. Um, but yeah, you, you, at some point you just need to, you know, make that decision and what's best because someone else might have better time to be able to put towards it and and that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like I said, and it can come back, you know, again later, maybe, but, um, yeah. And as far as, you know, inspire, inspiring other women, the same thing. I mean, I just tell them, I'm like, it's okay. You can tell me no, or, you know, that, you know, now that you're doing this now, it's, it's okay if it's not right now. So mm-hmm. you can pull out or you can, you know, make that change. Um, it, it's not like we're doing things to hurt people or, you know, to, yeah, <laughs> you know, so um, everybody's just trying to do their best, I think. And, you know, have, have the best at heart of, of trying to make a difference in doing things. So. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. No, really, really good. And I think, you know, just, you made a good point about not only doing that for yourself, but providing an environment around you where pe- people feel safe to do that also. Like, listen, I, I'm asking you to do this because I think you'd be great at it, but I trust you that if you think you can, that that's okay. No hard feelings. This is a safe space. No judgment. I, at the end of the day, I want to do the best for you. And, and, and so creating that safe space, I think goes a long way too. Yeah. As long as they're okay with it. Right. Yeah. I mean, they've got to let it go too. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you've made that decision. And so if you, you got to let it go and be in, be good with it, knowing that it's for the reasons that you are doing yeah. it and, and knowing that it's just maybe not the right time. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. No. I, I, yeah. Such good points. And you've really kind of already addressed this, but we'll revisit it because I think it really ties into your, your living unapologetically and all you've talked about in the importance of setting and coming back to your why and everything you do. And I think you talked about this really already and talking about, you know, if I can't do this at hundred percent, if I can't, if I don't have the state, then, then I don't need to do it. Um, do you have anything else you want to add to that? Uh, I, well, like coming back to the why, I mean, I don't, I love my work. I mean, I don't even like to call it work. I mean, yeah. I mean, it, it's just, I mean, there's just so much good about, you know, getting a good day's work in and all that 
you know, you go through through the whole day and all that you can take in. I mean, work is good for you. I mean, it, it just really is. I mean, is there the things that you can do, you know, to, to get breaks and, and all that, yeah. work is, is so important. Having something that you're focused on and need to show up for others. Um, you know, so, I mean, my wife, I mean, I love work. I'm probably addicted to it a little too much, but, <laughs> but I get to do amazing things. Right. And, and I yeah. make a difference. <laughs> so, um, you know, um, I, I get to work with amazing people. My, my this new company, this new, um, venture that I've just, um, uh, uh, taken off with, I mean, I have two amazing partners, so, um, I'm learning so much through them, um, in this. And, and again, uh, we just did a street fair, uh, you know, so first time out in person, we launched during yeah. COVID online, but, um, did yeah. our first time in person. And I mean, to tell you, talk about three days of just, I mean, the stories and, and the women we got to speak with and, and it was amazing. And, and seeing them walk out, it, they would try it on and they'd walk out and like, I don't need a bag. I'm walking out in this thing. I mean, you know, the confidence, <laughs> I mean, yeah. it was, a, we, we had that experience probably eight times. I mean, you know, um, they're just like, I'm wearing out of here. This is awesome. You know, um, we just, one other quick story. Cause this made my whole weekend. There was yeah. one gal trying it on in the little, in their little, uh, try on room. And she goes, is my friend still out there? And I said, yeah. I said, do you want me to grab your friend? She's like, yeah, if you could. And two can fit in there. So her little friend went in there and I just hear this. She goes, do I look as amazing as this mirror is telling me I look? <laughs> She's like, is this a magic mirror or is this really what I like? <laughs> love that? And her friend was just like, no, you look amazing. Oh my God. I mean, so it was, I, I was thinking, uh oh, you know, something, what else might be going on? But, you know, like she might have something bad to say or got to be ready yeah. for that. But it, it was, it was awesome, you know, and talk about the smiles and, and just, I, yeah, I mean, the reactions. I mean, I just can't believe, um, you know, just, the reactions and the happiness of these, some of these women, um, that you know, it's just amazing. I don't even know how to describe it. So I'm just so lucky. I mean, that's my why, uh, yeah. and it's continuing to be my why because we're kind of growing and, and, you know, have some really neat things going, um, uh, with that business, but, um, also just what I do in volunteering. Um, I volunteer at a women's shelter, you know, every Thursday for a few, for about four to five hours. And, these women are amazing. I mean, they inspire me. I mean, what they have been through is nothing compared to, you know, I mean, what I've been through. I mean, they have been through way more than I will ever go through. And, yeah. you know, they're making this change and they're bringing their children along um, mm -hmm. with them in this journey. I mean, this journey can be, uh, you know, 19 months of a, you know, a very strict, um, you know, commitment for them to change their life from, you know, just some unbelievable, you know, trauma to, you know, all sorts of things that they have been through. And I mean, like I said, they, they inspire me every time I'm there, they are amazing women. So, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know, we, we've just got to be so in tune with what we have and blessed with what we have. Um, so, cause, cause it could be different, right. Um, Absolutely. And it's different, it's different Very for so many. Yeah. yeah, it's a very thin line on that. And I think just our recognition of that, of like, we're not that, you know, if you look at your life and things that have happened in different twists and turns, I know that I've found that in working with the nonprofits I work with, like one or two different decisions. And I could be in that situation too. 
you know, and sometimes yeah. decisions when you're younger that aren't in your control. So yeah, we're, we're not as far off from some of those things as I see. And I think that's a good reminder, but I, I love what you've talked about here throughout episode today of you just, there's a consistent theme of you doing, doing things, the thing. but your work, not feeling like work and surrounding yourself with people that inspire you. There's so much in that. And that you love what you do because it, you know, if we can all get to that space where we're surrounded by those people and we're doing work that, that we see making an impact that inspires us daily, it, it, you are drawn to it because it doesn't feel like work. It feels like you're, you're tapping into your truest self and what you were made to do. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm excited for every day. I mean, it's like, what's next? What's tomorrow? I mean, you know, it's just, (laughs) it's exciting. (laughs) And sometimes you never know, right. That person might come across your path the next day. Whoa, blows everything in the water. (laughs) You're ready for that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that about you. I love that. And that's been a theme for you. And I think that is is so important. If people could tap into that. Yeah. Uh, That's some of my, some of my roots. I mean, you know, Bill, my mother-in-law and my father-in-law are incredible people. Um, as well. I mean, certainly my mom and dad, but um, my mother-in-law and father-in-law have been big Rotarians, you know, their whole life. And and I was introduced to that kind of at a young age as well. Um, and I've, I've continued that. Um, and so that's a big part um, also of just community and, and Rotarian, I mean, service above self. I just learned that early. Um, yeah. And I just love the things that we're able to do, you know, in that organization that's important to me too. And I do a lot of, you know, um, part of a lot of committees and a lot of volunteer work in that way as well so yeah um yeah it's it's just uh it was kind of ingrained in me early <laughs> yeah and you learned that early and you took it on and you and when we talked about boundaries earlier the what I like about your boundaries is that your boundaries is like I don't take on anything that doesn't feel like it's true to me I don't take on anything that doesn't feel like it's what I was made to do I don't I don't make space for that I know where to say yeah. no or to say yes, because I know what my why is and I know who I am and I know what I was made to do. Yeah. And that's just such an important piece of, of being in the space where you are. Um, this is at once another thing you're so good at. It's, I feel like you've defined all these things. You are very good at living out of your own expectations and not others' expectations. Has that, a, is that a space you've always been that way since I've known you, is that has been a space you've ever struggled in? Or is there any like turning point in your life early on that you, you know, that you got to that space or talk about that because you are really good at that. Yeah. You know, I would say probably early on, I mean, you know, we're talking about the competitive side. I mean, when you're growing, uh, you know, through those years and, you know, you, you've got a big family, um, uh, you know, my mom and dad, uh, at at that time, you know, it was, you know, probably more the, the, the boys in the family kind of like they should go to college maybe because they're the ones that are going to be the breadwinner of the family. I mean, yeah. you know, that was back then, right. That was that, yeah. that was that time period when that's kind of what their, their thoughts were. Um, and I, you know, remember seeing kind of feeling that. So, but when I had the opportunity to go to college on that, you know, swimming scholarship, um, that was a big deal. Um, and the, and I felt that was a big, um, I mean, that was an expectation I had of myself that, um, you know, first one in the family first, you know, girl in the family to, to go on to college and, and, um, you know, and, and make good of that. Right. And, 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 uh, do well. Um, yeah. so, um, 
I mean, I, I, I love swimming. I had a high expectation. Uh, I think with all sports, I, I mean, I did same with, same with softball. Um, you know, I, the team sport softball, so a little bit different. Right. Um, ah. and that was, that was definitely more difficult for me because, you know, you'd get to the point when, you know, the game's on the line and you're not the one in the batter's box. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to be the one in the batter's box. <laughs> I didn't, I knew that. <laughs> it was like, call me a little selfish there, but I mean, you know, you knew. <laughs> yeah. Like, I want to be the one, you know, in there right now, um, making that, making that uh, last play or, you know, whatever. So I didn't yeah. have the confidence necessarily in that one in there. And, you know, you learn through all those things. Team sports are great for that. You got to come together um, and you've got to earn that trust. And you got to build that trust. So, um, and with the swimming, it was individual. So, um, you know, I just put that pressure on myself, you know, for sure and expectations, but, um, you know, what's interesting college really didn't, I mean, I went and, and made it about three years, but I, I didn't enjoy college necessarily. Um, it was hard. It was really hard. And, um, I just felt, um, uh, you know, I just, I just struggled in that space and it was a different type of learning, um, than I was used to, um, you know, lots of tests don't do so well on tests. I mean, there, there's just, you know, things right in, in, in the way that you've uh, grown up and learned. So, um, but you know, I, I knew that and going into the workforce, I knew that I didn't quite have that, you know, degree. Um, mm -hmm. but you know what, I'm going to do everything else that I could to take advantage of every opportunity to make up for it. Yeah. Um, and I have, and, and again, like I said, if, if something comes your way of learning or, you know, um, I went through banking school, right. I've got that yeah. opportunity. So, I mean, you just continue to take those opportunities. Um, and, and we continue to learn, you know, yeah. on and on. And I've, uh, I don't have that degree. I don't have a master's degree, um, but I sure feel like I have the life degree. <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. And you didn't let anyone find that for you again. You define that for yourself, but I think you hit on a, a, an important point. You know, you and I both grew up in an era where it still wasn't a hundred percent that you were going to go to college, especially the girls. Right. And it wasn't a hundred, it was starting to be a thing. It was definitely more of a thing than it was for our parents' generation, but it wasn't that automatic. And there was right. still a stigma that the man was the breadwinner, blah, blah, blah. One of my favorite things, I have a lot of favorite things. You guys have heard this today, <laughs> but about Joy. But Joy and Bill defied that whole thing from the get-go. Joy in the banking industry and Bill is an, he start, is an athletic trainer. He's now in administration. So he was overseeing that at um, Gonzaga University. But as an athletic trainer, most of their time raising the kids, athletic trainers and teachers are the two like, professions in the world. They're the most underpaid for the time and care put in. <laughs> that being said, Joy was always the one that made more money. And it was, it, that's just how it worked out for them. Bill was passionate about what he did. These two are both very good. This couple, very good about honoring and doing the things they're passionate about and cared about. Bill did not let it define, nor did Joy or in their marriage define that athletic trainers don't make a ton of money, but Bill loves what he does. And so, and Joy loves what she does. And they were always okay with, at least to us on the outside, the fact that Joy made more and that wasn't cool then. It's not, you know, even now in 2021, we're still adjusting and there's still those side jokes about being somebody's sugar daddy or sugar mama or whatever, because, <laughs> you know, if the, if the female makes more than the male or 
in there's still the kind of those jokes, is, it, but it's much more normalized and accepted as being normal than it was 25, 30 years ago when we were starting out in college. Talk to me about that dynamic and, and, and how you all were just able to just navigate that when you guys were ahead of your time in that space. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, communication for sure. Right. Um, yeah. Um, you know, again, just, just so lucky, you know, that we call them soulmates, right. Um, uh, you know, we 33 years of marriage, uh, this summer and, uh, went on a date to the senior bowl in high school. And, uh, that was my one and only date and I married him. So (laughs) I thought I did, I thought I did pretty good there. Um, (laughs) Uh, Yeah, you know, that profession, I mean, gosh, they give their heart and soul and they give their family. I mean, they, you know, they're working 60, 80, 90 hour weeks sometimes, especially during those, you know, football seasons or or whatever. Um, I, you know, it's in, it's what he loves. It's absolutely what he does. He's not doing it anything for the money whatsoever. It's his passion. He loves to help these student athletes. Um, And, um, you know, and, and of course, what is important, what I thought was important, because I think there's a lot of athletic trainers and their families that somewhat struggle a little bit with this, but, you know, it's important for their children, if they have the children, to, to know what they do. Um, mm-hmm. And I mean, I don't know how many, you know, basketball games I would be carrying one in the baby holder and holding one hand and I didn't get a close parking spot right so yeah, I'm yeah, middle yeah. of winter going through Pullman and going to Beasley and it's like even if that game was an eight o'clock on ESPN um, we were going to be there yeah we're not going to miss a game um, I don't care if it was their bedtime I don't care if it was their nap time I don't care you know whatever they were going to be at that game because you know what they need to see why daddy's not at home or not mm-hmm. they need to see why he's not around so much uh, they need to get that perspective of you know it's not just that he's gone and and you're not going to see what they're doing and I, I mean I I think that was just super important that our children saw it and did that. Um, yeah, it wasn't about the kids' schedule whatsoever. Um, yeah. and it wasn't very much that we missed. And I, I think that was just, uh, it, it just made our family very strong. The kids knew exactly, oh, you know, August 1. All right, Dad, we'll see you in, you know, January. <laughs> yeah, <exactly>. <laughs> right? I mean, that's, yeah. I mean, we just knew. We knew to, you know, June and July, take advantage of that time as a family. And, and the kids just knew, I mean, what it would look like. Oh, it's two a days. So, all right, dad. Well, you know, we love you. <laughs> <laughs> See ya. Um, so I, I, I think that was the best thing that we, we did, um, Bill and I together, just like, just whatever it took to, to get the kids to see, um, the inside. And that was our life, right? I mean, that's, that's how they live. That's how they grew up as yours. Yeah. Um, and it was yeah. a huge, huge part uh, we were sitting uh, of their lives together when they were little. And I think you and I both were like, we both navigated that space of, I don't care. You know, we're not going to worry about nap time or bedtime tonight. We're not going to be so married to that. We were going yep. to be flexible because we knew it was important for our kids to see where their dads were and what they were involved with. And that's how they were going to be engaged. And I, both of our kids have good relationships with their dads and I think it has a lot to do with it that we never tried to um, adhere to something so strict that we're like, no, this, this is not how it's going to work for our family. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I got a yeah. lot of side eye when I took Sierra 
to her first football game at the University of Oregon when she was, um, you know, 10 days old. But it's like, no, I mean, this is what our life, this is what we're going to do. And I think, you know, and you've done the same thing. And, and, and I look back and the kids are like, we love that stuff. I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't that for anything, but I also, I got, you know, I also knew what everybody was doing. And, and I think, you know, on the flip side too, talking about, you know, Bill loved that you honored that you supported that, which was hard at times, but he also loved and honored and supported the fact that you were the primary, I don't want to say you guys were both breadwinners, but that you made more money. And he was like, well, she's doing what she loves and I'm good with that. And, you know, he didn't have any ego about that. And I think that's a very unique thing too, especially in our generation. Yeah. Yeah. We, one of the stories that's we have that we just look back on, cause it's a gal that you would actually know from Pullman, but what, speaking of those seats at Beasley, right. I mean, I have the three seats. I've got me and the two kids and Austin never moved from his seat. He was, you know, engaged in that game. He was watching everything that was going on his dad, everybody. Um, and then Emily, she's everywhere, right? She's wanting <laughs> to go for a walk. She's, <laughs> she wasn't so into it. And the gal that sat behind me, she, she was like, Oh, well, let me take her for a minute, you know? And so she was always trying to help me. And I remember her one time saying to her husband next to her, and she goes, this woman, she's just a single mom. I can't believe she brings her kids to every single game. <laughs> She is just a cougar fan for, I mean, she is <laughs> the biggest cougar fan ever. Look at her. She's here at nine o'clock with these babies. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh my gosh. That was yeah. kind of what life looked like. I mean, yeah. And you would absolutely know who this, this couple is, but I mean, it's so, so funny uh, that she had said that. And we of course got to know each other really well after that, but it's so, yeah, so, so funny. Wow. <laughs> but it's important. It's important for them. They they just totally need to know. And it's you know I don't care about my kids' schedule. It's not about them at that that time. Yeah. You know I mean they need to learn. They need to learn that it's you know there's there's not a strict schedule for everything. You know yeah. you need to learn to go with the flow. Yeah. Right. And do what's in and which really kind of goes into cultivating healthy relationships with others. And you understood early on for my kids to have a healthy relationship within our family and with with Bill and understanding what he does and and also just for your own sanity too of of being in that space and be able to see him you understood that that's what that's what it was going to take to cultivate a healthy relationship um within your family but also I would say for you cultivating healthy relationships with others it goes back to all those things that we talked about already you know what kinds of people you want to surround yourself with and you know what kinds of people um, are going to inspire you and that you're going to be able to inspire and work well with, um, where do you think you got to that space? Cause I know like in high school, you know, you and Bill met at the, you know, at the end of high school, but you would cut, you did your own thing. You were involved in your sports, but what, at what point did you really understand from a relationship standpoint? Cause there's complicated relationships in your life. You know, how did you, get to that space of understanding, okay, this is what it's going to take. And this is what I'm willing to do. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think the number one is just be yourself, right? I mean, just absolutely just be yourself. Don't be someone that you're not because the people feed off of that and they can see right away. Right. I mean, that's what salespeople, right. Yeah. You can tell when they're being a salesperson. Um, and, and I actually, in my work, I, I, I talk a lot about that because I know people like to, you got to prepare for this and you've got to train to do this and you got to do this sales pitch. And this is the way you got to deliver it. And this is just like, they know you're making a delivery in that. I mean, the, 
they want to, it's okay for you to make your own delivery, be yourself. And if you make mistakes, you make some mistakes because I think they, you know, appreciate that more than they do, you know, the sales pitch. Right. I mean, cause they're seeing that this is a real genuine person talking to me, you know, she's willing to make some mistakes or she's not talking exactly, you know, perfect, you know, or whatever. So, um, I mean, yeah, going back to the whole high school thing. Yeah, I was not a popular one. I was not in school. Whole, I mean, I was in school, but I mean, I swam before and after school. So I was involved in social outside school activities. Um, you know, Bill was, um, you know, he, he kind of was involved in that social side. So um, as far as popular crowds, whatever, no. When he asked me to that senior ball walking out of that classroom that I was shocked, <laughs> absolutely <laughs> shocked. You know, here I am, no mate makeup on, never wore makeup in my life. I mean, I just, you know, I just, I was literally shocked. Um, and my family was too, when I got home and told them, <laughs> you know, my younger sister had to teach me how to put makeup on and do my hair to go to the senior ball. I mean, it's, it's crazy. I mean, I just, yeah. I mean, he, cause he's, he's handsome, you know, and tall and popular. I'm like, where, where's what's happening. <laughs> so <laughs> but I think though, but you are one of the things that people say about you all the time is how authentic you are. And I, I, that's always a space you've walked in. And I think that's what he's, I mean, and he's, he loved your authenticity. You weren't trying to be, you weren't putting on shows or trying to do anything to be anybody other than who you authentically were. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know what else to say about that. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I think if, if you're not yourself, I mean, you're just putting on extra layers that are that you don't need, right? <laughs> if we're talking about layers, those are layers you don't need. You just need to to, to be yourself. Um, and uh, you know, I don't. I mean, as we go back, you know, too, with the um, you know cultivating that, and I mean hard work, um, work just feels good. It's the sense of accomplishment with work goes so far in your, you know, just who you are as well. Um, you know, staying positive and, and, uh, you know, having that, it just feels good on the brain, right? It, it grows your brain, um, to have those experiences and work, um, you know, with me, people, you know, make a difference for me. I love, seeing people's stories. I just love being around people. Like they have people watch, <laughs> um, you know, I just, I just love to, um, you know, hear this kind of stories. Cause I mean, I know I have my own story, um, but boy, there's some lots bigger stories out there for sure. Yeah. Phenomenal women, um, that are doing amazing things. So, um, yeah. And I think you know that you don't and you sharing your story inspires others to feel like they can share their truth. I mean, I think there's a lot of power in that. Yeah, no. Yeah, absolutely agree. Yeah. Everybody's got one, right? <laughs> Whether we're willing to share. Yeah, we've got it. And it, and it, and it grows and continues. So, yeah. you know, we're all going to have lots of stories. Um, yeah. um, and, and you know, I think one of the biggest thing, too, is, you know, life's not meant to be easy, right? I mean, it's it's challenging. And it's hard. Um, and you've just got to kind of put up that armor um, in a way, uh, you know, but that's with the support of your friends and your family and everybody else. You're not going through it just by yourself. Right. Um, so but it, it's it's not meant to be super easy. Um yeah. You know, if, if you go forward and have that positive attitude and whatever, it can be easier. Yeah. Um, but you're always going to have something. Um, 
you know, that, that that's just what it is. I think so. though, the, the one thing that, if, that I, you can say is that you put practices in your life by not, by having such a genuine understanding of who you are and what inspires you that makes the hard stuff more navigatable. Is that a word? Navigatable because you're not trying to figure it out. You know, you know what your, what your why is, you know, what you can say yes and no to, you know, who you are. You're not worried about other people's expectations. Your, your drive is always from your heart and what you truly care about. And so I think that moves a lot of the garbage and stuff out of the way when you do have to navigate those hard spaces, because you have a clear understanding of that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as I said, with just the things I've gone through, I mean, it, 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 you know, tomorrow could be another something that comes about another surgery, whatever, you know, you just, I just can't stop there. I mean, it's it's just like, I can't feel sorry for myself. I mean, these things happen for a reason, right? I mean, everybody's got a story. There's a reason why this, why I've gone through these things Um, probably because I'm too competitive and and (laughs) stubborn and stubborn. (laughs) Um, But you know what? I mean, I, you got it. That's when you take it, right? I mean, you've just got to take it and I've got to rely on others to take it with me somewhat. Um, But I got to own that. And then I've got to, you know, make the path forward on how I'm going to go forward with that and deal with that. And it's a much easier pathway on your body, on your mind, layer wise to, to look at it positively, um, and just know that, okay, this happened, but, um, I don't have a choice. I got, I got to move forward. Are we going to so, do with it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. All right. So how would, so feeling, feel the feel podcast is the title, title of this podcast, finding empowerment, <laughs> embracing layers. You've really already talked about this, but kind of in a summation, how do you think you live out feel? Yeah. You know, this was a hard one for me because I thought about it for a while um, because, you know, my mind was just spinning. That's that's a big one. Um, But I I, it took me back and I was like, oh, okay, well, that's easy, Um, you know, because I I kind of um, something I've gone by, uh, I don't know, last few years um, that's come to to mean a lot to me is my three H's. (laughs) So humility, right? I mean, it's just like, oh yeah, yeah, you know, you've got to have that. And a lot of that, you live a lot in in that, at least I do. Um, And um, humanity, Mm. you know, all with the volunteer, I mean, just the people out there, I mean, you just see you know, so much, you gotta, you just connect with that. You gotta be a part of it. You gotta understand it. You see it, can't ignore it. Um, and hope. Um, so, you know, um, those are, those are three things that I focus on a lot. I, I, um, I write about it a lot. Um, you know, uh, it's, it's important because, um, the humility part is, is yourself. Um, the humanity part is, you know, just what you see out there in others, um, and where, oh my gosh, look at what's happening here, get involved here, or, you know, humanity is huge, right? It's a big word. Um, and then, and then hope you got to have it. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, the, these women, you know, that I, that I volunteer with, I mean, like I said, rough, tough stuff, um, but man, do they have hope and man, are they inspired? Um, so, um, they inspire me. They're amazing. Yeah. I, I, I get all my energy and a lot from them. So. Awesome. Ah, I love that. I love the three H's. Okay. That's going to be in the sources notes, folks. Three, <laughs> three H's. All right. Okay. 
We are getting ready to wrap up here, but we've got a little rapid fire for you here to wrap things up. Name five activities that nourish you. Okay. Yeah, that took a little bit too, but um, <laughs> sleep, man, you got to have good sleep. <laughs> yes, you do. Amen. It's, it's important. Um, you know, and Bill pushes that a lot too, the athletes. It's yeah. important. You got to gotta coach up these coaches and, and, and let them know. I mean, this it's just huge, right? I mean, they need sleep. Um, I need sleep. Everybody needs sleep. Um, you know, work, um, work is healthy to me. I mean, it's, uh, definitely you got to put some, you know, limitations on things or whatever, but, um, yeah, it's important. I nourish my work, um, whether I even call it work, right. Like we said, just different things. It's just how I'm involved in, in, in what I get from that. Um, spending time with family and friends, definitely. And my doggies. Um, I mean, that's huge that they're going to nourish me. Um, uh, so much and uh, we're big sailors right yeah. so anytime we can get out there on the lake that peace and tranquility of sailing that mm-hmm. says it all especially for Bill right that's his big escape um, both of our I mean we love it um, it it really has um, just brought such joy and peace in our life that's how we try to get that <laughs> tranquility yeah, yeah. <laughs> serenity yes. <laughs> escape yeah, so got to have that um and then just for myself it's it's working out and swimming you know having that time in the water um i'm not you know it's not like you're just going to sit there and count laps all day long you're thinking um yeah. and you're working through scenarios and, and all that so um that's very nourishing for me because i i work through a lot in my yeah. mind when i'm swimming yeah so used to have to count laps i don't have to count them anymore (laughs) but i love how you've transferred that though you know and how that you know how use that as a processor you know so it's filling a lot of different both your mental emotional physical all those health spaces all kind of get filled by yeah however if i do have someone in the lane next to me you know i do have to pass (laughs) i do have to pass them I know you mean about that. I mean, I know it's like, yeah, yeah. How I ended up with a uh, pulled calf muscle in the quarter lane half marathon is that person in front of me. So, talking, I understand the whole like, sometimes it can work against you, piece. All right. Um, Five words on how you want to feel the next six months. Yeah. um, What came to mind? uh, Inspired. I mean, that's love that word. Um, Love when that happens, you know, um, challenged. I, Mm. I, you know, I'm always kind of bring it to me. I mean, just like, let's see what we got. So um, I love being challenged. Um, Happy, (laughs) you know, got to go with happy, Um, ambitious. That's a big one for me. I just, I mean, it's important to to stay that way. Um, And then um, accomplished. Yeah. I mean, like, what can I have on my list where I feel like I've, you know, made a difference and accomplished something. So those would be my five. Awesome. All right. Thank you so much for this time today. It was so good to spend this time with you and just get to share all. I think that there's so many women out there that can learn so much from you and you just, um, yeah, I was like, Joy could be a life coach, honestly. I mean, just because you have <laughs> good, you just know yourself so well and you live by that and you live unapologetically. And I just thank you so much for sharing some of your wisdom and your experience and your stories with us today. Um, and again, people don't miss the show notes for all these things that you've heard her talk about and what she's doing. And if you're looking for that sports bra that does not make you dislocate your shoulder, <laughs> this is your woman. Let me tell you, I have one. 
It's awesome. Show notes for that information. But thanks again for your time today, Joy. Um, thank you to my amazing producer and editor, Valencia San Luis, that makes all this possible and gets to clean up all the fun that we have within these episodes <laughs> to make them so we can put them out to the world. Thank you to Abby Bikel, who operates um, my Instagram site in, at Embracing Layers and takes care of our webpage, embracinglayers.com. I could not do this without you. And um, next week, we will be with my friend, Helen Alessi Dorado. Helen and I met in my time in Long Island. She is a Her Story facilitator. She's an activist. Um, and I can't wait to share um, Helen with you. But again, thanks. Um, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you enjoyed learning so much from Joy. Her name fits her to a T. And um, have a great week. Since you've been